Well, South Africa's Employment and Labor Minister Tulas Mukesi has ruled out the removal of race from labor legislation or limiting the categories to black and white for now. He was responding to a written parliamentary um, uh, communication by the leader of the Al-Jamaa political party, Khalif Hendricks. And we have online uh, this evening, um, Khalif Hendricks. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Khalif. Alaikum salam. And shukran jazakumakhan for joining us. Brother Khalif, what was the question that you put to the Minister of Parliament with regards to these, uh, well, race quotas? Yeah, as you know, the, uh, there was an uproar when the Minister, you know, in terms of the power he has to make regulations, started to dabble with developing quotas for Indians and coloreds and higher quotas for Africans. And um, this uh, caused uh, other political parties to go to court uh, to criticize the minister, uh, to call him a racist. And um, Al-Jamaa engaged with, I engaged with him on a one-on-one basis, basis in parliament during a plenary session on the sidelines. And I said, look, we have been approached on what is our position, but, uh, you know, we're not in, in the business of attacking government through the media and going to court. We want to engage. So he was very happy, you know, that uh, we haven't articulated position, which we made quite clear uh, in the media and in the open. And he agreed then that we will sit down and discuss the way forward. So uh, that was very reconciliatory. And I thought that would be a better approach than taking the minister and government to court and, you know, going to human rights and other and the different structures that exist. However, for some reason or another, you know, the minister hasn't given me a date that we can sit down. So at the same time that I asked him for, uh, you know, addressed him face to face, I put a parliamentary question and they are required to answer within 15 days. And they just about met the deadline now. Because if questions are not answered before the end of the parliamentary term, it falls away. And then the minister gets a bad name that he's responsible for not answering mm-hmm. parliamentary questions. So uh, uh, the the answer was very disappointing. And we've issued a press release and we thank you for taking this matter serious. Because it's 30 years into our democracy. And uh, we're going to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Bill of Rights very soon. And it cannot be that we still have apartheid uh, legislation operating in our country. So the minister clearly uses the excuse that we first need to change the constitution. And secondly, that we need to change the Employment Equity Act. And that's why uh, he still feels that that must guide, uh, you know, his way forward. And uh, so uh, we re- reminding him that 
we understand that there's a big discrepancy between whites and blacks and that must be addressed. But he mustn't divide and rule blacks into Africans, coloreds, and Indians. That is a racist thinking. That is wrong. Mm. So while there is still some justification to reduce the inequality between whites and blacks, because what we want in South Africa is just a human race. We don't want a race, a racial classification. So now it means that I'm going to come up with two private members' bills, the one to change the Constitution and the one to change the Employment, Employment Act because they're not going to do so. Uh, they just don't make the cut or have the political appetite or will to do so. And uh, that takes a lot of time and money and, and, and effort. So uh, as you know, elections are coming up. And I've been asked to uh, pitch with the uh, deputy president and pitch with the big seven. They're no longer big six. They're truly out the big seven. And this is certainly one of the issues that we're going to bring up. We want a definite commitment, uh, you know, that uh, the uh, apartheid legislative approach must be changed. And I've gone so far to say that with the minister's reply, that's a racist reply. He needs to change. He needs to get sensitivity training. We can't have a minister of labor who thinks like that because he says he's bound by apartheid legislation. We need to change the legislation. But at least now we know uh, 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 where the challenges are. And uh, Al-Jamaa uh, legislative drafting team will now be instructed to look at the legislation closely in the Constitution and in the Employment Equity Act and then, uh, and then deal with it. But we feel that uh, the Act doesn't force the minister to issue racist regulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say that, look, uh, in this particular town of, let's say, Kimberley, uh, we need to uh, have uh, the quotas. We need to have uh, 70% for Africans, uh, 20% for coloreds, uh, 10% for Indians. And then in an area like Rylands in the city of Cape Town, you know, state that, uh, you know, Africans must be 60%, Indians must be 30%, and coloreds 10%. Because what the, the, the minister is using demographic arguments and saying that uh, we need to redress the imbalances of the past. So the only way to do that is the quota system. So now employers will employ, in terms of the regulations, otherwise they will lose out on tenders. They will lose out on licenses, and they would lose out on preferential procurement opportunities uh, that exist. We cannot live in the South Africa like that. And I reminded the minister that in 1972, the Black Consciousness Movement and the African National Congress came to a decision that uh, from uh, that date onwards in 1972, 
And uh, the Black Consciousness Movement was led by Steve Biko. And Nelson Mandela, you know, he ruled from Robben Island. The, the directive was quite clear to the University of the Western Cape students. And you know, the Western Cape at that time was largely a college university. The directive was clear from today, Indians and colleges are black. And I was outside Steve Biko's house when my seniors, because I was only a first year student, when my seniors came out, because he was under house arrest, and not all of us could, uh, you know, go into the house, came out and said that it is now the position of the Black Consciousness Movement, the African National Congress, and the rest of the Liberation Movement, that there's no such thing as colleges and Indians. You're either black or you're white. And the reason that there is that distinction because of the inequality between whites and blacks but the ultimate aim should be that it must be just be a human race. Now, Imam Ahmad Qasim, the leader of Qibla, may Allah grant him the Jannah, inshallah, he was very adamant that uh, uh, there should not be uh, this affirmative action and that we need to bite the bullet and there should just be a human race. Uh, but we try to make him understand that at least he must concede that there is uh, such a wide gap between blacks and whites that we need to address it. So certainly we don't want any further discrimination amongst the blacks. There shouldn't be discrimination amongst uh, 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 the black so-called groups like African, Indian and Dalits. And so if the quota is uh, regulated and it says uh, that uh, 70% uh, of new employees should be blacks, then employees must have the right to choose Africans, colored or Indians and comply with the requirement. Now they are stuck because they have to now further split the blacks into Africans, colored and Indians. So the organizations like the Democratic Alliance and Afri Forum, they obviously were more concerned about the whites, but Aldemar was more concerned about discrimination against colleges and Indians. There should be no distinction when it comes to these matters to redress their balances of the past that Indians or colleges uh, 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 must be disadvantaged and Africans must get preference over them. So that is where we stand at the moment. And um, uh, I can't now blame the Democratic Alliance and other instances, maybe for the wrong reasons, calling the minister's views racist, the views of the ANC racist, and the views of government racist, because that is what it is. Hmm. Brother Hanif, going forward, I mean, obviously it'll be in 2024. What type of action is Al Jamaa going to take in order to to drive that this uh, you know consciousness, which already exists, obviously that that Indians and Khalids are in fact part black and you know should not be further divided. Yeah, look, uh, uh, we've now made a point. Uh, fortunately, uh, we have an opportunity to address the government directly. 
and the Tule House directly on these uh, matters. And we will strongly put forward our concerns because it's better to engage over the table than to, you know, uh, go to court or, 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 or you know, and uh, do all kinds of, uh, you know, other things that they will just ignore. So we're going to constructively engage with them and make it clear that it remains an insult for uh, coloreds and Indians to get these racial connotations. And we want a firm undertaking uh, by government and the African National Congress and also other parties like the EFF that there should be a young, that we should all now work towards a one category, which is the human race. But in the interim, we're quite happy if it is for the sake of reducing the vast inequality that there should be some redress uh, for blacks and blacks should not be further divided into racial groups. And, uh, and Africans should not have any advantage over an Indian or a colored when it comes to employment, when it comes to bursaries, when it comes to grants for uh, economic activities. We need to be very firm on this. And, uh, you know, we need to flex our muscles. And uh, I'm sure many of the decision makers in the ANC and government will start listening to us, especially in the Western Cape, they have seen how their policies have estranged the so-called colored people from parties linked to the liberation movement and that they are getting nearer and nearer to the Democratic Alliance, although its, you know, its position on uh, Israel is, uh, and events in Gaza is well known. Uh, you know, uh, so that is uh, going to be the thrust of Al Jamal's approach. It will be high on a manifesto promise. Uh, we will try and give it as much publicity as possible. And when we are in debates with the ANC and we want to know clearly from them where they stand on these racial quotas and whether the ANC is a racist organization, then you tell us they are not racist. Brother Hanif Hendricks, shukran jazakum for joining us on Radio Islam International, updating us, of course, on that recent discussion with regards to, of course, the uh, with the Employment and Labour Minister. Thank you for your time. Shukran. Thank you very much. Well, that was uh, Hanif Hendricks. And, you know, this is an ongoing discussion, right, that uh, it's been 30 years and still you have the classification up until now that coloreds and Indians are, in fact, uh, not black. And all this time, during the liberation struggle of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, you had this uh, appeal that, no, you know what, uh, blacks and Indians uh, are equally fighting for their rights, even though apartheid uh, attempted to divide, you know, with, with the House of Delegates and House of Representatives and whatnot, uh, the different communities along different lines, they were the majority of Indians and Coloreds that stood against this type of division. 
So not to say that they must be rewarded or non-rewarded, but simply it is the fact of the matter is that it has always been a division in South Africa's freedom struggle between black and between white. And as Brother Hanif had clearly mentioned there, the, the, the objective and the goal is to remove these quotas entirely that where you do not have an issue of black and white in the, uh, you know, in, in the workplace. And those type of previous discrepancies are now addressed from a South African perspective and point of view.